Welcome to the Ignite Podcast, the Law Student Series, and I'm your host, Aisha, lawyer, writer, and dog mom. Each week, we'll dive into the ins and outs of going to the UK for law school and what it takes to come back and qualify as a lawyer in Canada. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Ignite Podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about the Law Practice Program, or the LPP, that is run through Ryerson University in downtown Toronto. A French version of the program is also available at the University of Ottawa, but today I'm just going to be specifically focusing on the program at Ryerson. As an internationally trained law student, when you come back to Canada and you finally completed those NCA exams, looking for an articling position can be a little bit difficult. There are a few reasons why it's difficult to get articling. Number one being a lot of the positions at some of the bigger firms are already taken by local law students because the bigger law firms tend to do on-campus interviews at the Ontario law schools and those positions are usually filled by the local Canadian law students. The other reason it's difficult is that Because we are internationally trained, sometimes lawyers will offer positions that are not paid or paid at a very low wage. Some of us have obligations and not being paid or getting a very low wage is not necessarily an option for us. Especially when you consider that some students have to pay back their law school loans or have families to support. And on top of all of that, there is a shortage of articling positions in Ontario. To alleviate this, a couple years ago, Ryerson University introduced the Law Practice Program. The Law Practice Program is an alternative to traditional articling. Unlike traditional articling, which takes 10 months, the LPP only takes 8 months. The first four months of the program are spent doing practical tasks, and that's from August to December. From January to April, students spend that time in a work placement. And throughout the whole eight months, the Ryerson University LPP staff is there to support you throughout the whole process. So let's take a closer look. The first four months start off with your first in-person week. Throughout the four months, you have three in-person weeks. And these weeks are the weeks where you have your assessments. The first in-person week is generally a bit of housekeeping, but you do have a couple of assessments. I remember that we had an assessment where we had to interview a client. Assessments are actually overseen by a practicing lawyer, and the clients are actors. Throughout the assessment, the practicing lawyer will just watch, and usually they don't say anything unless you're going horribly wrong. Once your session with the actor is over, you will then get to have a few minutes with the lawyer and they will explain to you what you did well and what you could improve on. And then they'll let you know your overall score. Also in the first week, you are split up into your firms. Firms are generally a group of four students who work together on tasks throughout the four months. Each firm will also have mentors. These mentors are also practicing lawyers. These lawyers are the ones that are overseeing our assignments throughout the term, rather than just during our assessment weeks. In between assessment weeks, we are usually working from home. It's up to you and your firm how you decide you're going to work together. When I did the LPP, my firm ended up being only three people. This was because one of our firm mates left after the first week because she had got traditional articling elsewhere. But as a group of three, we ended up working really well together. 
in that first week, one of the things that they make you do is sit down with your firm and come up with a plan of how you're going to tackle assignments as they come up throughout the four months. You will be revisiting this plan every couple of weeks as a part of the program. For our group, nothing much really changed because thankfully we worked really well together and we came up with a great system of making sure that all our assignments were done and handed in on time. The LPP does require that in between the in-person weeks that you are available between about 8 o'clock in the morning till about 8 o'clock at night. How your team decides to deal with assignments as they come in is entirely up to your group. My group, for example, had a group chat on WhatsApp. Anytime an email came through on our Ryerson emails, the first person to spot the email would send a message to the group to let them know a new assignment had been assigned to us. Then we had chosen one person to calendarize it so that we knew when it was due. It was also very handy that everything was Google-based, so as soon as the assignment did come in, we would quickly open up a document in Google Docs so that at least we had that and all three of us could work on it together. This worked really well for us, but other groups had different methods of working together. Some worked well and some didn't. Unfortunately, some groups do end up in mediation, which is not a place you want to be. Throughout our four months together, we also had two mentors. Our first mentor was a practicing family lawyer in Barrie, who was very involved in all our assignments and giving us feedback on every little thing that we did. For the second half of the four months, we had a busy criminal defense lawyer, and he was great when it came to some of the criminal law things that we were covering, especially when it came to interviewing a criminal client, putting forward a plea deal, and what to do when your client inevitably breaks his probation order. Some of these tasks, like dealing with our criminal client, would be done over video chat, which was extremely interesting because you did have your actor who was scheduled to appear and be your client. And if your lawyer mentor was able to join in, they would also watch so that after the video chat, when the actor left, they could give you their feedback. And sometimes even the actors would give you feedback on how you made feel as if you were their real-life lawyer. This was particularly important when it came to learning about ethics and professionalism and how to deal with clients. In addition to criminal law, we also had actors play our clients in other areas of law. For example, for our civil litigation section, our file had to do with wrongful dismissal, and either your group would be assigned the employee or the employer who did the wrongful dismissal. And that would eventually come to a head in a courtroom where a firm representing each side would come against each other to argue their side of the case. We also had a will client where we would have to interview her and then make up her will after speaking with her. From there, we'd have to deal with some of the issues that might come up when dealing with a will case. Like for example, we would get a recording from the client's frantic daughter, and we would have to record back our own voicemail as to how we would respond in that case. We also dealt with a family issue, being a separation of spouses. Again, firms would be assigned either the husband or the wife, and we would have to draft up our separation agreements. Every now and then, you'd get a little tidbit that something happened, and you would have to then 
alter your work and have various meetings with your client to discuss next steps. During one of our assessments, we had an immigration matter come up with a refugee. This assessment was more about client intake. So we had a lawyer watching us as we took notes and talked to the refugee and asked them various questions about why they were coming to Canada and trying to get their full background. After we were done with the actor, the lawyer would then give us feedback on what else we could have asked this client and what some of the good things we did were. Sometimes these client meetings were a little bit difficult or frustrating because in the real world, you would technically be able to contact your client again in most cases to get more information. Sometimes when talking to a client in this setting, you will forget few pieces of information that you need to get, and then you're not able to get those pieces again after the fact. I know that's something that my group and I used to get very frustrated about. In addition to these client meetings, we would also get various assignments that we'd have to work on. Sometimes it would be a memo that we would have to do regarding some sort of case law. Other times it would be drafting contracts or preparing for different types of bail hearings or guilty plea and sentencing. And we would have to prepare and conduct negotiations with other firms, sometimes regarding a construction lien or sometimes regarding a car sale. And on top of all of that, we also had to make sure that we were docketing our time and taking care of the administrative tasks of everyday law firm life. I can honestly say I actually enjoyed this part of the program, and I think part of that is because I had a great team and we worked really well together. Like I said, I heard some horror stories from other groups, and I'm just very grateful that I had a team that I could work really well with. In addition to all this work in your first four months, you're also applying and interviewing for various placements. The staff at the LPP are very helpful in making sure that every student gets a placement for the January to April term. They generally have blocks of jobs that come out that everyone will then apply to and those employers will then interview students that they are interested in for those roles. But as it progresses, roles start to come out on a rolling basis, so students can be applying constantly. Some students are really lucky and they get a placement right off the bat. Other students have to go in a couple of interviews before they land their role. I, for one, did end up getting my placement a little bit later on in the term, but I couldn't have asked for a better placement. As I've mentioned in an earlier podcast, the placements that are offered through the LPP tend to be a lot of in-house positions. For me, this was a selling point of the program because this was something I really wanted to do and experience. Getting an in-house position in a traditional articling role is actually quite difficult. I believe that part of the reason why a lot of these companies take on LPP students is because we've had those four months of practical training. Because of this training, we're able to come in, look at contracts, and not be completely thrown off guard. We kind of have a sense of what we're looking at, and we can hit the ground running. Of course, it's not only big companies hiring for in-house positions. There are also a lot of great firms that hire LPP students as well. Some of the companies that hire LPP students are TIFF, BMW, CAMH, and of course the company that I got my placement at, Sears Canada, which of course no longer exists. But needless to say, the quality of the companies taking on LPP students is pretty great. 
Personally, I had the best experience in my placement. I loved working at Sears, and after my four months was done, they hired me back on. If the company hadn't gone bust, I probably would have still been there because I loved it that much. In my placement, I was involved in many different tasks. Some days I was dealing with intellectual property issues. Other days I was dealing with employment matters. But I have to say one of my favorite things that I used to get to work on when I was at Sears was the contract for chocolates. That is those chocolates that you sit seeing by the cash register. Every time I had a meeting with the man who would deal with the Lint chocolate factory, I got a box of chocolates out of it. Another thing to note about these placements, a lot of them are paid, which is fantastic. There are still some unpaid positions that are offered through the program. However, they're a pretty small percentage of most of the jobs that are posted for the students. And once everything is said and done, whether you get an extension on your contract with the company or not, you're left with a pretty good learning experience. For me, I felt a little bit more supported through this program than I might have got if I had gone into traditional articling in a small firm. And I got the opportunity to experience life as an in-house lawyer, and I realized that I did really love it. I loved the variety of it, and it seemed to work really well for me. Other friends of mine found that they loved working in legal aid, and others yet decided that what they had done for their placement was definitely not what they wanted to do going forward in their legal career. In the end, whether you decide to do the law practice program or traditional articling, it's an entirely personal decision. I think you can look at them as equals when it comes to training future lawyers. Right now, the law practice program seems to be a bit heavy with students that are internationally trained and trained outside of Ontario, but hopefully in the future, some of our local students will also see the value in the program and decide to opt to do the LPP over traditional articling. I do believe that the LPP offers a very solid understanding in all the basic areas of law. And it makes sure that as a young lawyer, when you enter into the legal profession, that you have some background knowledge in various different areas of law. And that's about it for this week. If you have any other questions about the LPP, please feel free to reach out to me and I will do my best to answer any questions that you might have. Don't forget, you can reach out to me on any of my social media platforms. And if you have any ideas for episodes that you'd like me to do, please feel free to let me know and I'll do my best to make that happen. Join me next week when we dive into the world of NCA exams. Until then, have a great week. That's it for this week's episode of the Ignite Podcast. Be sure to visit my website, ignitelaw.ca, for blogs and to sign up for the newsletter so you don't miss out on a single thing. Or you can find me on Facebook at Ignite Law and Instagram at ignitelaw underscore T-O. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe. It means so much to me. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back in your ears next